1: That's what He wants for us. He wants that to be the reality of your relationship with the Lord Jesus, that you know Him so thoroughly, so intimately, that your devotion to Him and your faith in Him, your trust is so complete that when you begin to be persecuted, and you will be if you're following Him, when it happens, it excites you. You're actually, from the heart, you're rejoicing that you've been counted worthy, that He trusts you enough to put you in that position. How would you handle torture?
0: Jesus said that if you want to live a godly life, you'll be persecuted. This isn't a typical promise of God that we memorize and claim for ourselves. Yet the Lord says, if the world hated him, it'll hate us also. Pastor Robert will be challenging us today to stand firm in our faith, even if our very lives are threatened. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: His love is
1: Verse 25, So one came and told him, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should be stoned. And when they brought them and set them before the council, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. Well, yeah, they've already taken responsibility for it. They said at one point, Pilate said, you know, this is, this, you know I'm washing my hands of this. And they literally said his blood be on us. But now that Peter's beginning to confront them with it, they don't don't want to hear about that. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Now, literally, what they said, you know, our modern English kind of waters it down a little bit. They said the same thing that they said earlier Listen, we we have to obey God. If we have to choose between obeying God and submitting to men, we have to obey God. There are times, that's the only time, guys, when civil disobedience. Is appropriate biblically. Romans chapter 13 tells us that all authority civilly is appointed by God. We need to obey the laws of the land, the civil authorities. We have a biblical mandate to do so, unless what they're commanding is in direct conflict with his written word, his revealed will. Then we can't. When they start telling us not to talk about Jesus, we have to say, sorry, I have to. I have to obey God rather than men. I don't know. Maybe some of you are thinking, that's not going to happen in in, in the U.S. It's already happening. Don't kid yourself. And it's going to get worse. I'll come back to that in a few minutes, though, because I don't want to get too terribly sidetracked just yet. They were jealous. They put them in prison. The angel let them out. And I love the fact that God used an angel to release prisoners imprisoned by people who don't believe in angels. That is so cool. Another time, you know, he's just going to shake the gates and and let them out. But this time, I think maybe he was making a point. Excuse me. We told you to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but we can't. We have to obey God. And then Peter confronts him again. Look at verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging him on a tree. Him, God, has exalted to his right hand to be prince. In other words, ruler and savior to give repentance. Do you realize repentance is a gift? God loves you so much that he gives you the opportunity to turn around. God exalted Jesus to his right hand to be ruler, lord, prince, whatever you want to, and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. Gamaliel, history tells us that Gamaliel was considered the teacher of teachers in Israel. He was so respected. He was actually the one, he was Paul's mentor. There's, There's a good possibility that the reason we know about what was taking place inside the council after they're sat outside is that Paul was there. Paul, we know he was a member of the Sanhedrin. We also know he was a student of Gamaliel. There, there even uh, Joseph, I think, well, gosh, started to say it was Joseph- Josephus, but I'm not sure who it was. Um, it may have been some of Gamaliel's own writings that they found referring to Paul, where he talked about the fact that Paul was an exceptional, or Saul of Tarsus, an exceptional student. The only problem that he really had with him was he could never come up with enough reading material for the guy. He was a voracious reader, this guy Saul, who became Paul. Maybe he was there. Maybe he was taking all of this in. And Gamaliel stands up, and because he's so respected, they listen, and he, he says, you know, put, put these, we need to talk. Put, put these people outside. So they take him outside, and he said to the men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding, regarding these men. In other words, guys, let's talk about this. You're talking about killing these men. We need to think about this. Because some time ago, Theudas rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee, rose up in in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men. Let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it'll come to nothing. It's not going to be any big deal. But if it's of God... You cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him when they called for the apostles and beaten them. They commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Now, the context, you know, our word, they beat them. In the Greek, it's a little more descriptive, a little bit more specific. The idea is that they flayed them. In other words, they skinned them. Their backs were ripped. when they were finished. This was severe. This was not just, you know, they slapped them around and sent them on their way. They roughed them up a little bit and told them to go. No, they beat them severely. They were serious about this. Don't talk about Jesus anymore. And they let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing. Imagine that. Twelve men, skin hanging off their back. And they're singing songs to Jesus as they're walking out the door. Don't you talk about Jesus anymore. Praise Jesus. As they're going out the door, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And then what did they do? Look at verse 42. Mm -hmm. Daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. I love that. First thing they do, go right back to the temple. The very place where they've already, Peter and John have already been arrested twice now. Now they've been beaten severely. Are they not getting the message? Yes. Yes, they are. And they are gloriously excited about the privilege God has entrusted to them to suffer for their faithfulness. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have to to really kind of pray and, you know, to wrap my arms around that. But that's, that's the reality of their relationship with Jesus. That's what he wants for us. He wants that to be the reality of your relationship with the Lord Jesus, that you know him so thoroughly, so intimately, that your devotion to him and your faith in him, your trust is so complete that when you begin to be persecuted, and you will be if you're following him, when it happens, it excites you. You're actually From the heart, you're rejoicing that you've been counted worthy, that he trusts you enough to put you in that position. How would you handle torture? That's a scary one, right? We don't really know, do we? I don't know. But we all like to think, if we're Christians, if we're real about our faith in the Lord, we like to think that under those circumstances, we wouldn't deny him, that we would would stand strong. Listen, he is working in your life. To strengthen you today. Now I don't know if any of us will ever be in this position. I was reading yesterday a book that that uh, what's the name of that book, Elizabeth? Jesus freaks. Yeah, that's what I said. It, it's it's a book of it's like a, a modern version of Fox's Book of Martyrs. It, it's listing people. One of them, Tom White. Anybody? Does that name ring a bell for anybody? Tom White was a missionary to Cuba. Not that long ago, actually, he did overflights dropping Christian literature. But one day he crashed, and so they imprisoned him. And of course, you know, they the Cuban government accused him of working with the CIA and the Cuban mafia, as they refer to the exile community here in Miami, and all of that. And um, this is this this is you know he's an American citizen, loves the Lord, just you know trying to serve Jesus. Next thing he knows, he's in a Cuban prison, being harassed, being tortured. His faith. Oh, but that'll never happen here. Well, we talked about that.
0: We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
1: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is! We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button.
0: On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.